Hello and welcome to Making a Mark. I'm Mark. And I'm Mark. Hello, mate. Hello. How are you doing? Very well, very well. I find myself looking forward to the podcast recordings. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I look forward to recording them every week. It's, uh, we've touched upon this, something that's fairly new for us and different. Uh, it's good. Unless, unless, of course, you mean that you're looking forward to my pre-podcast talk about having a little format and uh, doing something a little different today. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm also looking for, uh, forward to that. But no, it's, it's something that it's, it's good fun. I mean, it's, it's, I just thought I'd raise that at the, at the top of the show. I, I enjoy these, these structured discussions. That said, this is a different timing just for our listeners. We are recording midweek. Uh, rather than the usual Sunday, but as we've not started releasing them yet, we'll probably release it on a on a Sunday anyway, as usual. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but Mark, how was your last few days? It's been good, thank you. It's been good. Um, Organising, uh, going away for the weekend, or well, I say away, going into London for the weekend. Uh, hence why we have difficulty recording from. Uh, uh, my phone or whatever on a, on a Sunday morning, my time. What's um, the uh, What's the plan for this weekend? Uh, so we're going to go um, into London and see a play of some sort, but I quite like the spontaneous, just rock up at box office and see what we can get uh, approach. Um, and we've got um, dinner and uh, cocktails, and uh, we're going to go to a um, an aqua bar, that's in the Shard in London, I think. Uh, so that should be, that should be fun. That sounds good. Who's who's we? Uh, it's uh, um, a lady friend of mine that um, we we're meeting up again. She's uh, from Bulgaria. I think I've told you about her before. Um, and uh, she's back in town. Back in town. So uh, we're gonna uh, go out and have some fun. And there we go. Very excited. Well, no problem with you uh, rescheduled the podcast in advance, which is fine. I mean, obviously, there'd been trouble if you tried to do that on the day, uh, but (laughs) uh, I'm totally okay with the way that things have panned out. Um, Last couple of days haven't been too exciting for me. Uh, My work is fairly mundane, so nothing nothing major. Um, But so be it. That's what happens when you record it in such a short space of time. No real update. So... Uh, if there's nothing else, Mark. Um, oh, God. How is work, by the way? Because sometimes you do like silly, silly hours, don't you? So are you going for a silly hour patch at the moment? or? Well, I should be. Uh, my colleagues are. But the work I do is just recording what they do and reporting it to senior management. And senior management uh, don't need it every hour, every whatever. They just need it every day. So what I do is I take a cutoff before I leave. I produce what I need to. And then I can go home at 6, 6.30 every day. Whereas my colleagues are working 8 or 9 p.m. every night and seven days a week. Fun, fun for them. Yeah, so I'm okay for the time being. I might become more busy. We've got a huge deadline in December, but uh, we'll see how that, how that pans out. I like a huge deadline, but anyway. That That's said, nice. I, should be, I should be fine for Sunday uh, still, so the podcast will go on. Don't worry, listeners, who... Uh, who were, who were nervous at that juncture. <laughs> well, as we've uh, displayed today, we can uh, we can uh, easily reorganise and um, do a different day and a time. Uh, so they, they, sh- they shouldn't have to go without. Well, no, their, their, their weekly fix of making a mark uh, is not going to make a negative mark on them. So, Mark, that said, what is the format of today's... I genuinely don't know, listeners. What is the format of today's uh, recording Okay, so I have got a uh, topic in mind that uh, is kind of um, a little close to my heart being uh, in the industry that I'm in. Uh, for, for those that don't know, I'm a personal trainer and work in the fitness industry. Um, and I've chosen this topic. And I've basically uh, got a bunch of facts and figures. And I'd like to um, firstly reel off some of those facts and figures and get your opinion on them and what you think they mean. Uh, and then I'd like to explain um, some of the legality behind um, this topic and think, I want you to think about going forward, how you um, would make things better. And that, that's why I want you to keep in mind for um, 
the rest of the rest of the the podcast. Okay, so that's that, that's our under uh, overwhelming um, topic is how to make things better. And the topic today, okay, is food labeling. Okay. Um, food labeling. Food labeling. Okay. Okay. Um, so. Um, have you have you got any what what are your thoughts thoughts so far then? No. What do you think about food labelling as it stands? Um, particularly by the way, the figures, the practical figures I've got are very UK based. So if you can try to think about um, in, in the UK, like when you were here last and things like that, it, that'd be brilliant. Um, I'm sure in Singapore they've got similar laws, um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't think that they're exactly the same. Okay. Um, so first thing that springs to mind is out in Singapore and I'll tell you why my I'm I'm uh, I mean long story short uh, working with a guy out here to try and get some food products sold myself right uh, which I've told you about and without wanting to go into all the details what that means is I've I've looked at the food labeling requirements out here uh, and I'm a fairly uh, avid user of food labelings because of, of out here in Asia they can be quite uh, unhealthy. They're not they've not yet caught up with the UK standard of health in terms of of, of products that they that they are they're selling. It's it's very difficult, for example, to find uh, orange or otherwise uh, fruit juice without added sugar, without from concentrate, without preservatives, and and so on and so forth. So I, I very I, interesting. I do use I do use the food labelling out here by use I mean I do read and make decisions based on food labeling that I I look at uh, so your question was about food labeling about my my thoughts or how I remember it in the UK yes uh, I remember yeah. it being there's there's I don't know uh, the legality behind it because I haven't done research based on this but I do know that there's a lot of standardized labeling so you'll often see the same uh, whether whether by law or by choice, the same list of things like um, uh, based on servings or daily allowance, um, the amount of let's say potassium, sodium, um, fat, carbohydrates, proteins, etc. So they are quite uh, detailed in that respect. They have the ingredients list on there as well, uh, and then and then I assume we're not just talking about that. I assume that also then labelling is is things like targeting. Um, targeting kids, for example, with unhealthy snacks and so on. I assume that's 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 something else that you're that you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's my initial yeah. thoughts. Okay, uh, before we go further, I thought um, based on what we just said, it's worthwhile pointing out as well. Like you're probably not your average Joe. Um, you uh, are quite into health and fitness as a user. It's not your um, um, industry of choice, but you have done. Um, like uh, Thai boxing courses, and I mean, you, you take your health relatively seriously. You're not not a couch potato, um, so uh, I think I think it's fair to say you're above your like I say your average Joe uh, in terms of knowledge. Okay. okay. So going forward, uh, I've got some shock stats that I, that I <laughs> okay. throw at you. Shoot. Okay. I'm looking forward to the shock stats. Okay. So in the UK. Two thirds of adults are overweight, and a third of children are either overweight or obese. Wow. Overweight means. Um, so they're probably looking at it in terms of uh, your BMI, uh, and going forward from there, because that's um, the only standardised way thus far, really, to calculate okay. um, weight. You can't measure people's metabolism like that, um, and then calculate it on mass. So it will be via BMI. Okay. So how do you feel? How do you feel about that first stat? Um, I imagine there's a few things to look at. Uh, one is location within the UK. Um, I would imagine that it is not evenly distributed throughout. So if you go somewhere, perhaps I'm going to make a sweeping statement. Perhaps poorer areas are closer to 100% overweight and richer areas are closer to, let's say, a third overweight for adults and, and, and the, a similar change with, with children. I imagine that location uh, obesity is not spread out evenly over location. Um, but it's a very high number. 
I think that, uh, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily tie that into food labeling. I mean, I'm sure you'll have a, a stats or whatever to tie that in later. But hearing that statistic wouldn't make me think food labeling. It would make me think uh, either the culture that we're in, which is a, an instant gratification, me, me, me culture in a lot of ways. And perhaps even poor education. So, for example, people thinking that eating some some meat with some fat on it is worse than eating a pile of sugar with your with your coffee, for example, things like this uh, can be quite misleading. So I would say that it probably a combination of poor education, um, perhaps poor funds, mm -hmm. poor access to money. Uh, things like salads tend to be uh, much more expensive than things like burgers from McDonald's or any other fast food or chain outlet that you happen to choose. Um, so that's my initial thoughts. Though also, another one is a third of children. I'm surprised it's not in line with the two-thirds of adults because I tend to find fat parents have fat kids. Now, unless it's just they haven't had a chance or time yet to fatten them up, it could be that. It could be because kids... I think that's that's quite a generalised statement. And bear in mind as well, kids' metabolisms are... I was really just going to say, yeah, the, um, the metabolism... So they, they, they could be active at... Well, in schools, children have fought, like forced activities in PE and they'd run around. At, look at us when we were in school. We played football, like, all lunch break. And, true, but again, um, again, you you can't generalise more we did because you said yourself yeah, we're, not, we're not. You're a fitness... You're an actual fitness professional who cares. Like, you know, that's your job. Uh, so you're less, less the kind of person who sit inside... Um, Talking, talking philosophy or playing video games, present company excluded. But you know, over lunchtime uh, instead of playing football at lunch. But but a, a point taken. Those figures I just mentioned, in five years' time, so by twenty twenty, are thought to or, or predicted, sorry, to rise to nine in ten adults will be overweight. <laughs> two thirds of children. Nine in ten adults. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is off. Uh, this is off like government websites, by the way. This wasn't me just uh, going through and, and picking up some uh, Joe Blogs um, podcast or whatever. <laughs> like yeah. these, these are these are genuine facts off of government websites. Nine in ten. I, I was I I, I was actually uh, laughing. Five years time. I was actually laughing. I didn't hear what the children one was. Sorry. And two in three, uh, two uh, thirds of children. Nine in ten. I mean, nine in ten is a is a joke because that's. I mean, that's so... And, and that 9 in 10, I mean, is that just because all the... At the moment, the old people that are still alive are, are maybe more concerned. I'm just thinking about how, how, why, why that number's rising so much. Is it because by that time... Five years only! That means that even... Uh, it's not... Crazy. Okay, so that is, that is right. as you said, a shock stat. I mean, 9... You, you read it properly, like 2020. Yeah. 9, year, 20 uh, nine out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, just in case anyone likes to fact check, uh, that source would be, you said the UK government website? Uh, yes, yeah, I, I was Googling um, food labelling stats and it came up with um, like Food Standards Agency. Uh, okay, so this is, this is from the Food Standards, Agent, food Standards Agency? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Again, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm perhaps missing something. I'm still not seeing the, the leap necessarily to food labelling, but I will... I will We'll go with you on this journey until we until we get there. Um, yeah, with me. I, Next step. I, I am bearing. Wait, wait, I was going to say Next I'm bearing with you. I'm bearing with you. I'm just uh, just trying going to think about what this with this adults. This nine out of ten. Now this this means that I mean it could have really far-reaching consequences in in totally unexpected ways. Uh, things like, for example, it could be really beneficial for the pension uh, crises that's going on at the moment. Uh, by so essentially, what's happening is there's too many old people living off pension that the the money's sort of drying up. Well, if everyone's obese and overweight, then people aren't going to be living as long. So there could be a really weird effect in which suddenly everyone's richer because there's lower taxes to pay for, for fewer pensioners. Alternatively, and this is my um, perspective. I know exactly what you're going to say. Medication yep. <laughs> keeps up with uh, people abusing the system. Uh, and then you've got all of these overweight, unhealthy individuals putting a burden on the NHS. Yes. Um, so, 
Okay. So you'll have a drain on pensions and a drain on um, the public health service. Oh, hang on. The drain on the pension. The drain isn't. It's not a drain on pensions because if if people are dying, just let's say everyone dies. That's what I'm saying. They're not going to be dying because the medication oh, is going to be keeping them because alive. Because they'll be kept alive. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I misunderstood. Okay. I mean, well, within reason. I mean, there's only so much. If a person's morbidly obese, there's only so yeah. much you can you can do before their their heart just goes fuck this. I'm off. Um, yeah. But okay. So. The other thing I was thinking about is a really random random thing that could happen. I mean, this is just speculation based on this, but, but 9 out of 10 is such a high number that the effect could be something like we start losing internationally at sports. Yeah. Uh, just as a, as, a, as a random aside, I mean, I can't imagine many Mo Farahs are going to be spawned if 9 out of 10 people uh, think it's much better to sit down, have a burger and, and watch, watch TV on their phone than it is to, uh, to go out for a run. Uh, which could be interesting. Nine out of ten. I am. I am still sh- still shocked. Really. I am at this point. I am at this point going to hold my hands up. By the way, because I want our listeners to be fully informed. I made a mistake. Okay. It's not. I read the read the number off of my uh, my sheet wrong. It's not twenty twenty. It's twenty fifty. So ah. We're talking about thirty five years time. Okay, that's, so, that's better. Okay. It's not quite as shocking. <laughs> thirty five years time, nine in ten adults are going to be overweight like that. That I still think that that's that's really silly. really no. It's, it's shocking, and it's I mean it's a lot more reasonable in terms of how how fast that progression would take. Um, so that that's my my shock has my eyebrows have come down from the ceiling now. Um, but that said, I think that that then goes in line with what I was saying about the old people. That essentially this generation's uh, elderly in the next 35 yeah. years would have died off, which means that we then have the younger generation who are the two out of three, uh, sorry, the one out of three fat children at the moment, plus the two out of three fat adults in a, in a trend already getting fatter. So, okay, I could, I could believe that. I'm, I'm happy to, to follow that logic. Okay. Here we're, here's where I start to tie it in now to the food labeling. Okay. okay, so saturated fat, fat, sugar, and salt intakes are over twice as high in some cases with intake from adults as they as it should be recommended amounts. Okay. Um, again, thoughts on that stat? So twice as much means that there's a number given by a. I'm always hesitant. So though. what you're talking about is the GDA, so guideline daily amounts. I am always hesitant because we you spoke about this even last week that you're more lean and I'm more uh, plump. As a, as a person, like I'm more, I, I put on mass easier. So I think that different amounts for people, it can vary hugely. I mean, I'm, I'm a much bigger person than the average guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that I, I'm always hesitant. I, mean, I just want to start off this caveat, if I make by caveating and simply saying I'm always hesitant about the, like a sweeping fact like that saying, this is how much you, you will- should eat. You've also mentioned in podcasts before you think it's important how you interpret uh, information. Yeah. Um, so. so that was that. But the, yeah, thanks for the, for the for the caveat. So so let's let's say with that in mind, I think that just sweeping sweeping guideline daily amount and saying that it's too much, uh, twice as much is is difficult. I'm for sure agree that it's too much, uh, and you can tell that because fat people who go on a diet and lose weight don't die. Which means yeah. that they were eating more than they needed, which means they're eating too much. Uh, there's... Here, here's another key for, key one, okay? And so leading in the same, the same point, some population groups, okay? So this is where it's starting to diversify between um, you and me, so to speak, mm-hmm. or um, someone that lives in Stoke, which isn't such an affluent area as someone that, like myself that lives in southeast England, where it is a little bit more affluent. Um, okay, so some population groups eat more than twice the recommended amount um, of those, of those uh, macronutrients. Okay. Now, I think that that matters which ones, for example. if they uh, Was protein part of that or not? Uh, no, so it's talking about um, saturated fat, fat, sugar, and salt. Oh, okay. So, well, okay, I mean, the, the, the fact there just ties in with, with what you said earlier, which is essentially people are too fat. Um, because, so... I'm wondering, again, I'm wondering, though, uh, why this is food labelling related, because I'd have thought that if the food labelling explains that they're eating too much, then then they should stop eating so much. So I think it's more about the education, but perhaps I'm making a jump. Uh, yes, uh, I think you're right. Education is going to play a part. Um, 
However, I do think that the, the food labelling, when we get onto the legality of things, yeah. um, can can play can play a, a much bigger part. Okay. okay. I still have a couple of other other food labelling facts and things like that. Yeah, that's good. So on average, it takes four to ten seconds for someone to choose a product that they're going to buy to consume. Okay. okay? As in food. Um, So whatever it is that's on that food labelling, you've got to make it clear um, so that people aren't, and this is the key here for me, misinformed. I don't know what you think about that. Ah, so now I think I see where your point is. Uh, and I think that we might have reach a disagreement, which is really interesting. Okay. Uh, so, did you want to keep keep going, or do you want me to? to... Yeah, yeah, it's gone. You, you keep, you keep, or, or um, you say what you think about the stat that I just gave you. Okay, well. the four, the, the the four to ten seconds. The four to ten seconds. Four, four, yeah. Okay, so yes, people are easily influenced and swayed to make a decision uh, in, in all aspects of life, be it from, from, your, from your sexual partners to your food, sure. But I think where we're going to, to differ, I mean, I think we both agree on that stat, I think, or close enough anyway, I think that where we're going to differ is the requirements to be put for, for the food company to make it as clear as possible that within the four seconds, the consumer can know everything. I think that if the, I might be jumping ahead, so apologies if, if I'm jumping ahead. I think that if the food uh, producer or the, the, the label manufacturer, whoever's in charge of that, doesn't put anything fraudulent or intentionally misleading, they should be allowed to put on whatever they want. Okay. So what I mean by that is as long as the, for example, fat content, if they choose not to put the fat content on, then for me, that's fine. But if they put on a fat content that's incorrect, that's not fine. And that's where I would draw the distinction. So that, that, that's what I would make as my, my high-level point before you can then continue. Uh, so, so I, I would okay. say, yeah, make your, make your point. I'm going to make a note of that to come back to because this is, this is where we're gonna, we are going to differ. And I thought so. going to be the, 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 the bulk of the, uh, the discussion, I think. Okay. Um, few more, uh, few more stats, okay? Um, Seven million people in the UK suffer with uh, heart disease or cardiovascular disease. Okay, um, and that's an umbrella term for things like heart disease or cardiovascular disease is an umbrella term for uh, heart disease, stroke, heart attack, heart failure, um, cardiopulmonary disease, things like that. Okay, so it's an umbrella term for anything that's uh, heart or cardiovascular related. So 7 million people in the UK suffer with it. Uh, 100,000, uh, 155,000 people uh, a year die from this, which is 425 people a day or one every three minutes. Um, so that, that, they're pretty big numbers, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what if I was to tell you that increasing your fat intake beyond a certain point or, or more importantly increasing your sugar intake beyond a certain point is going to increase your chances of developing um, cardiovascular diseases. Okay. Yeah, go, go, go on. Anything else? No. Okay. Uh, agreed. I know that it does. But if we were to say the NHS wasn't ex around, let's just give, let's give a hypothetical. And then yep. I'll, I'll ask you a question. Let's say there is no NHS. Everyone pays for their own health care. Right. Either through insurance, most likely, or for yourself. But let's say you have insurance. Everyone, like mo essentially like most countries, like over here in Singapore, there's no, no free health care, but you have a, a job or you pay insurance and whoever it is, someone pays it. Mm -hmm. Would you be okay, okay with the average consumer being to uh, being overweight or like in these stats of, of nine out of ten or two out of three or whatever would you be okay if they were fully informed but taking the taking the extra sugar and fat anyway i'd like to think that i wouldn't be i i can't speak for um my uh because i've only ever lived in the uk so i haven't i haven't um contributed to a system where it's uh, private healthcare. um but I, I'd like to think that my morals as a personal trainer and being in the health and fitness industry, I want to see everybody fit and healthy. I don't want to see 
people's life expectancy going down the pan because of um, being well, I, essentially I think it's by people being misinformed. Hmm. But if they I mean, were... don't get don't get me wrong, there are there are people out there that choose to eat crap, smoke, drink. That's the lifestyle they want to want to have. They want to enjoy life and in their eyes and um, not not worry about these sorts of things. Um, but I, I, I genuinely believe that there is a massive proportion of the country that are, are misinformed. Okay, but that's why, that's why in the hypothetical situation, let's say that everyone knows what they're buying, insofar as um, if they know, they know the, the benefits or disadvantages of uh, too much fat or too much sugar, too much high fructose corn syrup, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with people willingly reducing their own life expectancy? So we're going back to the point that arises in a couple of podcasts where uh, you it's like freedom of um, uh, choice, you think it was, wasn't it? Where you were like, would you stop someone buying a Coke if they wanted a Coke? Exactly. No, I wouldn't stop people. Um, if people want to shorten their life expectancy by 10, 15 years, then fine. Um, but... I, I can't. I like I say. For the, I genuinely believe that there is a huge proportion of the the UK, quite possibly in other countries as well, that uh, are, are misinformed, miseducated about the food that they're consuming. Okay, but it, it's fair to say we're on the same starting off point insofar as, given certain criteria such as, if everyone was fully informed, you're okay with them making the decisions that they want. Whereas yes. your issue, which I think will be mine, but we might reach to a different degree, is that you don't think that they know what they're doing and essentially they are, they're walking into a trap without realising it. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Okay, fair. Okay. Continue. Right. So, uh, in the UK, we have got... Um, Two systems that are in place, okay, uh, and neither of them, by the way, are um, legal, as far as I'm aware. Um, no, according to my legal uh, list, neither of them, neither of them are a requirement for food labelling, okay. So we've got our GDA, which is our guideline daily amount, um, and what will happen here is it will say your calorie intake is. Um, 2000 okay and this meal contains 500 and is therefore 25 percent i hope i got that right yeah my maths is good um so that that's that's how the food labeling will work it will say your intake for fat for the or protein for the day is like i don't know 60 grams it, it, it genuinely doesn't actually put protein on there um which is again another bit of a bugbear um being a personal trainer um so it will say things like fat salt salt no more than 10 grams or whatever it might be and this contains five so it's 50 percent etc um with your uh, the, the other system is um what they're calling a traffic light system so it's got a circle um, which is either red orange or green um red is uh, if it contains a high high proportion of said fats um sugar salt um orange is if it's medium and green is if it's considered healthy and is a low amount okay my problem and a stat has come out uh, and said that uh, that this is what the majority of people in the uk find is that the gda way of doing things is almost as if it's a target for people to achieve um so if you're there and you're um i don't know who, who have we got in our group of friends it's very slight um, if you're if you're a small uh, female that's quite slim and you're being told that your um, average Ruth? Uh, consumption should be uh, yeah Ruth would be a good example yeah for you to to uh, understand I'm um, listeners won't have a clue what we're on about on about but <laughs> doesn't matter um, yeah so like a small slight female if you're being told that this um, you've got this target or it's not a target an amount of 2000 calories and this is 50% you're probably thinking oh, I need another 50% from somewhere um, and that's not the case um, so this that's why the um, 
a traffic light symbol is something or symbols is a, is a lot better because it breaks it down per product um, as opposed to an overall amount. Okay, but okay, I think this is where we're going to start <clears throat> deviating. Because let's say, for example, that the requirement again, you said it's not even a requirement, it's just something that companies volunteer. Yes, so far. Okay, well, so okay, so should it be a requirement? I think that the traffic lights system should be a, uh, a legal requirement. I think that you're, and we'll get onto this when we come to the, le the further legalities, but I think you're misinforming people that are purchasing your product. Okay, okay. I think this is, yeah, this is where we're going to differ. If, if I have a product that's, let's say, a, a bag of sweets, and I have a, a red, yeah, amber or, or green sign on there. It could wildly vary depend, <clears throat> depending on the person, if they're diabetic or if they're whatever. It could wildly vary on the circumstances if they're eating one bag over the course of a day starting at 9am and ending at 3pm or eating the whole bag one minute before they go to bed. I mean, there are, there are huge differences in terms of timing, in terms of, of the person who's consuming it, in terms of any, maybe any uh, previously bad, bad experiences they've had with it, their body then has a negative reaction. So I think that if we go down the road that we say we need to make sure everyone is fully informed on everything before they eat it, then the whole of the labeling will have to be including how you have to eat healthily, throughout the day so maybe you shouldn't maybe you shouldn't have one again i mean the, the science isn't even necessarily out of it but let's say let's say you you shouldn't have even one meal you should have four little meals and if this one is part of it it should only be x percent of one and it can't be uh, less than two hours before bed and make sure you i mean at what point do we stop i'd agree with the the what point do we stop part huh? um but I do think that there's there's a minimum uh, requirement that you have to give people. Like you're you're misinforming people of what they're eating. So let me go back again. Okay, the GDA uh, guideline daily amounts. Okay, often companies will put, um, say you've got a 500 gram product and it's it's bad. So for example, fizzy drinks are a perfect example. On the back of this of the food labeling, they've got the GDA, but it will say per 100 grams of this product, and it's a 500 gram product. So you've got to uh, times by five the information that they're giving you. They're not they're not doing it per portion. They're trying to make the product look better than it is. Well, first of all, that's just sales. Um, people always try to make their product look better than it is. So. I would True, okay. But my, this is this is now affecting people's health. This is people's lives. Uh, there's got to be some moral obligation here. You can't just um, keep ramming stuff down people's throats. That's not great for them. That's well, they're, they're not uh, okay. Things, so let's let, let let's look at it another way. Then you said that the this traffic light system isn't a requirement yet. They're doing it anyway. Yes. Why do you think they're that? Why some, do you think some some companies are? Okay, not so, all companies. Okay, I'm going to get to that. Why do you think some companies are? Because it makes their product look better. So they're in in terms of um, the compared to the GDA. Well, exactly. So what you have is a, a competitive system, a free market system in which those who have a better product are willing to show everything that they can on it and those who don't or i say a better a healthier product those who don't are more likely to try and do like the coke can equivalent that you said it's only a fifth of the the quantity in there um, but actually this is what you what you're, you're seeing is is a lower percentage than what it is so even if you put a regulation that says you must show how much your gd uh, gda your gda is then they can they can find a loophole around it. But if you have nothing as a regulation, companies still performing this traffic light on their as a service on their on their food product. What that ends up happening is you, as a savvy consumer, would only go for the products that are labelled properly. So what that does is that forces companies to label their food or lose out on any savvy consumers. Which then comes back to my... 
In the terms of health, though, then... But hang on, I was going to say, so then all that happens is we need to make sure that every person who is growing up, uh, maybe that at school or, on, or as, as they're growing up, and then they as they get more responsibility and start buying things for themselves, are savvy consumers. So as long as everybody knows that, uh, if you have a product that has, I mean, let's say, let's say the minimum requirement is what it was for many, many years, which is a list of ingredients in, in, in order of, of quantity or, or amount in there. Then they can look at a product and see the only, only ingredient, only the ingredients are shown and there's no traffic light and there's no breakdown of fat and there's no breakdown of anything. They will know that that's an unhealthy product not to buy it. Okay. You touched on another another point of mine there. First, firstly, I'm not I'm not sure that I uh, I agree with that. Uh, I'm going to use your um, willingness to um, be uh, blase is the wrong word. When we, in our last podcast, we were having a discussion about religion, and you were like, it, "It's better for our, us as a country if we stick to our rules and our guns, and uh, we say it's our way or the highway." Can you not apply that though the same way to, to what I'm talking about here with food labeling? It's um, it's healthier and more beneficial for every, all the individuals in the country. If you label your food this way, it's a legal requirement. Do oh, it or I don't sell your product here. I think that's I understand. I think that's a false parallel that you're drawing because I'm not telling them to, and as the religious people come in, telling them to change their religion and convert or, or, or not come in. I'm saying they're not allowed to impose their rules on what is already here. So a company couldn't then okay. say, Good oh, point. no, I have a traffic light system. Everyone else has to do that. They can say, no, screw you. I'm not going to do that. But by, do, by not doing that, the other, the other companies are putting themselves at a disadvantage to all the savvy consumers. Okay, yeah, good point, good point. Okay. Um, okay, you're shooting me down on my points here, but I, I have a few more, I have a few more to try and convert you. Okay, you're talking about here um, a free market, and it almost sounds to me like you are okay for these companies to um, draw us in by misrepresenting their product. You're, you're okay for them to do that because it's a free market and people aren't educated, so it's almost their fault. Hang on, I did say they can't mis, uh, misinform in terms of uh, this can't be anything fraudulent or incorrect on there. You can't okay. say, you couldn't have a, a, a Coke that says makes you faster, fitter and healthier uh, and cleans your teeth as you wash it around. You couldn't do bullshit like that. But right. So okay, I, just so make I, have, that I have two examples of products here now yep. where I think that what you're saying, it, it, or it contradicts what you're saying. Okay. First up uh, is one that I made a note about, and the second one is something that I just thought of off the back of what you've been saying. So first up is fat-free products or, or reduced fat products. And I think you're probably educated enough to realize that a product that says, and for our listeners, you can go out to any supermarket and test this, and the best ones are like on yogurts. Okay, you go and look at a yogurt that says um, it's normal. It's, it just says it says I don't know. Um, for example, what I had for breakfast today, it's like Waitrose Greek style yogurt. Okay, and you go and look at the product next to it, which is Waitrose fat-free yogurt. Mark, let's see if you are educated. What's going to be higher <laughs> in the fat-free product? than in the normal products. The sugar. Yeah. Okay. So that's misrepresentation. <laughs> I like, I like the, the, the curveball you're trying to, or the, the fastball you're trying to throw out of nowhere to me. <laughs> Let's see if you're educated, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that you, you're, you're misrepresenting that fat-free product. You're, you're selling that as a bonus, but in fact, it's just as, just, well, it's worse. Your, your body is uh, programmed to, um, digest and absorb fats a lot better than it is um, refined carbohydrates like sugar um, so well that's okay but that that comes back to um, the education if you if you think I mean it could it could the same argument could be made for anything um, you could say that with a with a, um, uh, an orange juice it could be like now pumped full of asbestos I mean it can say it may it may well be full of asbestos but it doesn't mean that the, the, the consumer uh, should buy it. So they're not misleading in any way. So this person here is not misleading. It might well be fat-free or to whatever extent they're allowed to put fat-free on there. But it's up to the consumer to also know then, and they've got the ingredients list on there, but it's up to the consumer to then know 
that sugar is worse for you than fat. Um, but I don't think that it's up to the up to a, a company selling a product like a yogurt to teach a teach a um, a consumer how glucose is absorbed into the body or how type 2 diabetes is caused or um, how how energy comes about through through whatever I mean I think that's not up to the the company to do that I'm genuinely shocked you so you're quite happy for a company to have big bright writing on their food packaging saying fat free and then the rest of the product to look exactly the same because that's essentially what they do okay first uh, of all is it fat free it, the the fat content on it is is about zero to one percent. Like it's, it's okay. So why very, should very very low? So are they misleading the consumer in any way? Yes, because but, but hang on, not is, but by, by omitting. The but they haven't they haven't said that there's no sugar. I mean the the but that 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 same kind of thing could have to be everywhere. I mean any any product you buy, like sweets, is another example where they have preservatives and so on. No one is 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 throwing the, the word, uh, you know, loads of e-preservatives in here could give you cancer. They're not putting that on the on the, the massive front of it, but should they? Um, I think that they shouldn't do what they do at the moment. I think it, I think things need to change. Um, I, I, at the moment, and it's kind of, kind of a, a, a good point to go into legality, but I did have a second product that I wanted to make a okay, point about. Okay, why don't we stick okay. with the second product first, and then I'll write down legality, and we'll talk about legality. Yeah, also. okay. So the second product, you were talk, talking there about uh, a can of Coke, and they don't sell it to you like, this will make you fitter, stronger, uh, you can brush your teeth with it, blah, 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 blah. Okay? Yeah, you're, yeah, good so far? Yeah. You did say those things? <laughs> yes, we've, we've recorded it, so okay. I, I can't back out now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to, uh, let's switch the product, and we put leucosate in there, okay? To those, Lucas by the way, to, to those who are outside the UK, because I think it's basically a, a UK-only thing, it's kind of an energy drink, like, um, I don't know, Gatorade. Gatorade. Yeah. yeah, Gatorade's probably the most well-recognised one. Um, so when yeah, when Mark says energy drink, it's not like a Red Bully thing. It's um, essentially a, a, a soft, a soft, or you can get fizzy ones as well, sugary, um, yeah, energy drink, but not a Red Bull. Um, so okay, so adverts in the UK and the uh, marketing and the food labelling for um, Lucasade sell it as a product where you can run longer, uh, tackle harder, um, just better fitness and, and, and cardio capabilities. And they have just now released a advert, and I know we're talking now about marketing and not food labeling, um, where the uh, advert is based in an office and people are typing really quickly um, and, and like running to the fax machine quicker or, or things like that. So they're trying to get you to use it as an everyday product as opposed to uh, um, like a sports specific thing. Um, and on, on the food labeling, like it, it, it will say um, makes you faster or, or something along those lines that, that it makes you perceive that you will be a better person for having it. Right. And it is, it's just essentially, um, I think there's something like 13 teaspoons of sugar in it or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost as bad. Is it Coca-Cola that's 30 something? It's, it's just underneath Coca-Cola. It's, it's, it's not, a, not a great product to be having if you're sat on your ass in an office all day. Um, it's, a okay, it's an okay product. It's not brilliant if you are um, going, running a marathon and you, you hit a wall at 24 miles and you need some, some uh, glucose in your body. Um, but it, it's not something that you want to be having if you're, if you're sat down in sedentary life or lifestyle. Okay, but um, so, so I'm not sure I get your point. Your point is that... Should, so should you, you were saying that companies wouldn't um, say that this product will make you faster, fit, stronger, um, you can brush your teeth with it, etc. No, I said they so shouldn't be allowed to. I'm sure, no, but people, Lyle, Ribena was one, got in trouble for this recent, not recently, ages ago, by simply by saying it was a healthy drink and they got sued because it wasn't. I, I'm not saying that no companies do. They try and get away with stuff all the time. Uh, and if I did say that, I, I, I misspoke. I meant to say 
is that they shouldn't be allowed to. I'm saying that they shouldn't be allowed to misrepresent or fraudulently offer advice um, on that. As long as it's as long as what they're giving on the uh, on the packaging is is valid and true, I don't have a problem with it. Right. So, for the record, for the LucasAid product, too much. So right, they say, or, or so, you would prefer to see it before you. Uh, pass yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough to, to pass judgment when I haven't really seen it. But but let's say let's say it just says like faster, fitter, stronger. You know that could just right. be buzzwords, whatever. Uh, so there is right. a difficult a difficult one there. Um, like like Red Bull's one is Red Bull gives you wings. I mean I don't think anyone is is legitimately then saying well hang on when I jumped out of the window at the second floor and I broke my leg. I mean you know you've 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 told me that I should be able to fly. I think that if people are then then. There's a there's an issue of, of education uh, and possibly psychosis more than anything else. So I think that there, there is a there is a time and a place or a, or a legality for buzzwords or slogans and so on. Um, but if they are implying to a, enough of a degree that it makes you stronger and faster, and using it does not make you stronger nor faster, then they should be penalised. But if using it does make you stronger and faster, then this should be okay, even if it only does it under certain criteria. So let's say um, whey protein, which is a, a uh, almost pure protein, but with some additives. Excuse me. Let's say, let's say pure protein. If you eat just pure protein all day, every day, it's not good for you. But if you need to gain muscle, you can have some protein and it can help. So I think that they're, but they're allowed to say helps build muscle on it, even if it if if you sleeping twenty four hours a day or twenty three hours a day and spending one hour eating that, it won't make you build bigger bigger muscle. Okay, I still feel like the um, the, the Lucas said example is 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 misrepresentation. It could um, in this this one it could well be, and I'm 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 not happy if it's lying about stuff. So that's that's my my stance is you, you can't be allowed to to lie. Okay. Makes you taller, as a as a as a phrase on yeah, a yeah, on a yeah. coke can is bullshit, right? You can't how you can't say that. Makes you better with the ladies, on the other hand, you also <laughs> also can't say that. <laughs> on the alcohol, on the other hand, every bottle of alcohol should say makes you better with the ladies. Fact. Anyway. Right. Anyway, um, was that was did you was that enough? Do you want to move on to your legality? Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll move on to the legality side of things. So the legal requirements then for, for food labelling as it stands at the moment in the UK, again, I don't, don't know what it is about in Singapore or worldwide, on the front of the, of the label, so this is what people see, okay? Name, best before, used by, food allergy warnings, and then quantity, so like weight of the product, so like 500 grams or whatever it might be, okay? And that's all that they're legally obliged to put on there. Uh, then on the front side or back, you have got the following. You've got ingredients, and you only have to put the ingredients on if there's more than two. So, for example, um, boiled sweets that are just, I don't know, like sugar and, yeah, it's, I don't know. It, Food that colouring. Sort of yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter. You just you can leave them off if it's if, if a product is pure one, one thing. Um, name and address of the manufacturer. Any special storage instructions and instructions for use when cooking it, so you don't get like salmonella or something. Okay. And for the ingredients, all they have to do is list them in descending amounts. Okay. So let's take an. Ex uh, I'm not sure what what we could use as a, as a good example here. Um, but no, you don't actually have to put the quantity of anything on there. Um, no. The only thing that you have to do is where, say I am buying a steak and ale pie, the steak content, you have to put how much percentage it is on the back. So if you've got like a 10% steak and ale pie, you know you've been shafted. Uh, I didn't really get the last point. So so why is that different? Because why do you have because to... Because you've, you've named the product that it's in. Oh, okay, got it. That's got in it. it. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so you have to then let people know that the, the amount of that that's in inside your product. Okay, fair. Um, but okay. then, for example, in that, let's, let's take that as an example. You've got a, a, a package processed steak and ale pie, of which it says you've got 30% steak or 20% steak or something. It's not going to be massively high. 
your second or third um, ingredient, or let, let's, let's be a bit more reasonable, maybe fourth or fifth ingredient might be sugar um, or it might be salt, uh, something that will boost the flavoring. Um, and they're legally required, or they don't have to put on there how much of it is in there. Um, so people are looking, I don't, I still don't think that, most, and again, this goes back to education, you're saying, but I think that more has to be done on terms of the manufacturers. People can just read through those labels and be like, oh, sugar. But I don't think people like clock that, wait a second, sugar's like the fifth ingredient on a steak and ale pie. What the hell? Like, I, I, this isn't great. Um, so I, I still feel that manufacturers need to do a bit more I, legally. I, I think that, okay, first of all, Interestingly, that basically exactly the same requirements for the Singaporean food labeling. You need to put essentially everything you've just said on there, nothing more. Okay. Um, which could just be because it's like an ex-British colony, they might have just simply incorporated it, or because it's a fair, a fair amount. Um, but I think we go back to this as where do you draw the line? I mean, it would would you be happy if everything was exactly the same on that steak and ale pie example, except underneath mm -hmm. they'd put a note. Uh, that said, please note the sugar content is, although it is the fourth ingredient, is significantly higher than you might expect. So what I think should happen is that the traffic light system becomes um, enforced. Ah, but then, but then, but then, but then, but then we, okay, but then we could say, oh, hang on, but I only had like four uh, ambers. Why am I, why am I getting sick? Well, because each of those was right on the limit of the amount of salt you should have had. If we simplify it too much, then we're just going to be causing issues anyway. But those those light systems are manageable. So you, if you you got four ambers or whatever, then yeah, the product's not great. They need to make a bigger thing about you're trying to get greens in there and like one red light a day or whatever it might be. Um, and again, you're you're making it come back to education quite a lot, but I, I genuinely believe that food labelling has to change. So, okay, but let's say you and I go shopping in a country such as China, that you cannot read anything on the label. Okay. Do you think you could make a healthy uh, purchase? Yes, because we're, you and me are educated about so that's it. buying fresh all of the All of the answers can be solved then because we're, what we're talking about is in a country where often the food products don't we're going to recognize them the the ingredients are written in characters we've never seen before okay. that we can't understand i'm gonna go back to a, pro, a, a point you made earlier and you said to me that you can't assume that everybody was like us when i was saying about us playing at school uh playing football all day and then we play football afterwards and you, you you can't do the same thing, so you can't assume that everybody is going to be educated and understand to the same level that we do. I'm not saying that they, they do. I'm saying, in fact, that they don't. I'm saying that they should. Mine, mine ties back to, you know, you wrote, the original point you made when we started was, yeah. how do we make things better? So that's, okay. that, that's my point. We make things better by educating people. I don't think, I, I'm totally on board with that. I don't think people are educated. I think people make terrible choices. Uh, and and it's interesting because I, so, okay, I had a guy I had a guy at work. Let me just quickly just say a very quick quick thing on this. Uh, he's he's a more senior guy than I am. He's probably ten, maybe fifteen years older than me, and he's he's in a very good uh, company in a good position. So he's 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 got a lot of power. He's a guy who should be quite quite clever about a lot of things, uh, and he's 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 not he's not in any way shape or form very very fit. I mean he's not he's not overweight, but he's not fit, and he's trying he's getting married. He's trying to lose weight for his wedding. Okay, and. His wedding is in a, in a few weeks, so he's like, I'm going to be pretty drastic. I'm only, only going to eat very healthily. And so he brought, started bringing in his own lunch. And oh, guess, okay. what, guess what he brought in? Um, his own lunch. I'm guessing it's not going to be too healthy. Let's go with um, a pre-packed lasagna. Good guess. That's a very, very European thing to say, because they don't really know what lasagna is out here. But fair comment. What it is was bread. He brought in... Basically, a loaf of bread with butter as his lunch to be healthy. Okay. Right? Now, for anyone who's got any kind of healthy knowledge... Wow. Okay. Right? Like, it was... <laughs> okay, so, so, so Mark is reeling there in the background. Um, <laughs> bread, bread, to our listeners, may seem healthy because... Oh, you can get in wholemeal or you can have it as, as um, 
uh, you know, lower sugar or whatever. Bread is not healthy. Bread is not, I'm going to say that now as fact. Bread is not healthy. Bread is tasty, yes. Bread is not healthy. Now, if you're eating, the only thing you're eating for lunch is a loaf of bread with butter and, and something called kaya butter, which, which actually, Mark, you know, but he was having... Oh, that stuff's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying... Not, not healthy, not healthy. No, it's, it's good. It's, it's, sugar, it's sugar and it's like jam, but it's over here. It's kind of like a coconut, coconut. sugar and pandan yeah. leaf, which is, which is, I mean, I don't know, Mark, by the way, business idea imported to the UK. Um, it should definitely, definitely take, uh, take off. But anyway, so this guy is trying his best to lose weight and he's... He's able to read all the ingredients and he's, he might be, he, maybe he's looking at the bread and maybe they've got lower added sugar and they haven't got lots of fat on there. But his lack of knowledge of how bad um, these refined carbohydrates are for you, especially in such a large quantity, it's not like he's having like a wrap, like a, like a, a sort of a, a meat and salad wrap. It's not like that. It's, it's pure white, very, very spongy, fantastically tasty. He gave me some. It's very, very tasty bread with uh, <laughs> kai butter and, and, and butter. I mean, and that, and that doesn't matter how many, much food labelling is. If he doesn't know that bread is unhealthy for you, it doesn't matter how, how strict he is on, oh, I can't buy that because it's a, uh, you know, there's too many preservatives. Or you can't buy that. It doesn't make any difference. He needs just to be educated and be taught the difference between various carbohydrates and, and fats and, and how they work on you. Yeah, your bread one is a good example because um, with the traffic light system, it would still um, come out as a as a good food source. It's not going to show up as bad fat. The only thing it might show is salt, depending on how much they put in. But other than that, it's it's pretty decent. Um, yeah, that, that's a, a good example to defeat my system. Added to that, um, by the way, just on that note, is this one uh, over here in this part of the world? They add extra sugar. So I don't know if you if you had any bread when you're out here, but it's very sweet. Yes. It's really, really, really sweet. Okay. I I agree that education could could do more. And um I think that's potentially like another topic is is how do you how do you educate people? Because what's happened that's different to you and me, because we did we did nothing in school that was, was this this way inclined. Is it just our parents that are more educated and pass on? To us that we should go and eat our green veg and, and, and buy meat from the butchers and cook meals. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where, 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 did, where did we learn that from? That, that no, yeah. I mean, we're going to name drop someone. Um, you know that uh, Scott, Scott eats um, ready meals a lot. Yes. His parents ate ready meals every day. My, my mother would always make us do five fruit and veg a day and... and uh, and, and cooked home cooked meals. So it's it's it's. I think it starts in the home. Okay. It's it's hard for me because I I still think that you yeah, we we um you can't leave um the education of something like this to parents that have got it wrong themselves. Um, we were talking in one of our other podcasts and I gave you a stat about uh, the UK's got like the highest pregnant teenage pregnancy rate in the UK, in in Europe, sorry. And um, you you said that it's, or we touched on how the education can't just be left to the parents. Like, why is that then the parents' responsibility? Why aren't the schools doing more about it? I still, I, I feel like you've got to give someone some help somewhere along the line whether it is just a, a traffic light system on on food so that they can see that, wait a second, this product's got five red, red uh, traffic lights, I'm, I'm putting this one down and getting one that's got um, two orange and three green or whatever it might okay, be. Okay, let me, let me make a suggestion that could, that could um, go in line with that. What they have is they've already got things that are, that essentially fall in line with what I'm saying. Have you ever seen a halal symbol? Yes. Okay, what is it? What does it mean? Uh, is it, what does it mean? Yeah. It means that the animal was um, killed in uh, line with uh, is it Muslim or Islamic tradition. Okay, so it actually goes further than that. It means that it is consumable by Muslims. So that means that, for example, you can have halal toothpaste, um, which means that the factory that it was prepared in isn't also a factory that deals with pork lard, for example. Whatever it is. Okay. Okay. Now, 
That is a choice, and in fact a difficult one to get, uh, to get licensed to it, that you can, you can do as a company. You can get a halal symbol on your food. And Muslims, uh, strong Muslims, will only buy food that is from halal products. Or indeed any product that's halal. So what you can do then is you can have other equivalent things like over here they have something called healthier choice. If they okay, have, yeah. if you have to earn a sign, for example, a, do you know about the paleo diet? Yes. Okay. Imagine if there was a sign that said paleo confirmed. If you walk into a shop and all you have to do is find products that say paleo agreed, paleo confirmed, whatever. Uh, sorry, to our, our listeners, paleo diet is a, a diet where if you look it up, it's essentially eating uh, fresh, um, unprocessed foods uh, to the similar way that our nomadic ancestors would have done. So there's no grains and, and agricultural foods. It's rather um, foraged berries, um, meats, fruits and veg that are, are, are forageable. Paleoethic. Exactly. Now, that, that paleo diet is a very common diet, but it's also the common complaint that I've heard is that it's difficult to find a product that is paleo. Now, if we had other signs, over here we have something called healthier choice, which means that the, the, the uh, food regulating agency has agreed that this is a product that is a healthier product. So, for example, maybe it's got lower sugar content, uh, maybe, and I don't even know what the criteria are, but maybe it's got these certain things that make it a, a healthier product. Would you be happy if the product uh, that has a lot of sugar, it doesn't, it, you don't have to put on it saying uh, this has a lot of sugar, watch out, but it's not allowed to use the same symbol that a healthier product would have that can say something like fat free, but you know, in a good way, something, something saying um, a paleo, paleo thing or, a, or a good for your kids or whatever. Yes. Okay, so with that in mind then, let's look at it the other way. And what we should be doing is getting the government or whoever it is in charge, the regulator, to find equivalent symbols. And they have to be right. I mean, the food pyramid, for goodness sake, the base. Have you looked at the food pyramid recently? Uh, I believe, are you talking about the levels that you have to eat of each macronutrient yeah. and, and right at the bottom is carbohydrates? Yeah, the, 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 the yeah. base of the pyramid is pasta and bread. It's like give, give eight servings, I think that it says. Is, that is, by the way, like... Um, 10 plus years old well, exactly. it's quite outdated I mean it's totally it's totally out of date and totally wrong but that that's that's a different issue that's about the government keeping up and the, the how bad red tape is at stopping all these kind of anyway that, that's I mean that's a different rant on a, on a different day I see we're running out of time so um, in that case would you be happy as a conclusion to say we'll find a, a type of, of, of stamp or seal that we can say Possibly. okay well Possibly. would that would that would that then conclude it we wouldn't then have to also show um, traffic light about we wouldn't then have to show how bad things are and draw attention to the fact that there's 30 teaspoons of whatever in coke my point is that food labeling has to change okay i think that there has anything like this i think uh, depending on how big this symbol is like it could it could it's where, <laughs> where it comes back to the legal requirements if that legal requirement is not that it's on the front that it's on the back somewhere then the companies will just make it very small and hide it. No, no, mate, or, mate, mate we're missing. Oh, no, missing. sorry, you're talking about a positive. I'm thing, saying so you don't have to put it on the front. I'm saying you don't, you don't have to put anything on your product. I'm saying I'm standing by my original thing. You don't have to put anything on, but you can earn by doing whatever it is applying through this 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 process. You can earn the right to use the healthier one. For example, the halal version. As a consumer, you don't as 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 a, a producer. Sorry, you don't have to put not halal, not suitable for Muslims, stay away. You don't have to do that. You just don't yes. have to display the halal symbol. So I'm saying there are no requirements to display anything, but you are allowed to earn the right to display healthier versions. Yes. Is that a, is that yes. a fair, fair compromise? It, it is. Yeah, I'm still on and on because there's, there's so many things out there that are unhealthy and people can perceive as as healthy without edu education or labelling. Um, but then, then it should be okay. I'm, to, oh, go on, go on. I'm, I, I think that you're right. If people were, if if you had like this healthier symbol uh, that you could earn, that would be a start. Um, people would would be like, oh, this one is not um, uh, food standards agency approved, and this one is, or whatever it might be. Um, 
and and they'll probably they might well start choosing the um, healthier option. Um, but with the amount of clients that I bump into to bump into in, in in my job that genuinely believe they're doing a good job. So for example, I'll give you one of my longest standing clients. He was drinking two liters of Coca Cola a day. Okay, that's that's an absolute shed load. He was overweight naturally. What a um, surprise! Tries, tries to lose weight, so he starts drinking two liters of orange juice a day. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, honestly, it's a step in the right direction, though, right? Like, I mean, yes, you, you, yes, it's still, it's still, he's still 100%. done a lot better than, than drinking two liters of like Coke Zero a day. Uh, you're still yeah. better off doing the orange juice, but okay. But that, but then, then, um, okay. I mean, we're, we're in danger of going around in circles, and we have already breached our time, so perhaps we we'll have to put a bow on it soon. But we are then in danger of things like, for example, in a restaurant. If you say I'd like a glass of juice, orange juice, and he has to say, "Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is this much of your, and every item on the menu has to have everything that you're talking about in a food label that you'd have in the supermarket." Whereas now what they do is they have a little leaf that says vegetarian. So that means that if you, as a non-meat eater, want to identify um, vegetarian or spicy or whatever, you have, a, you have a little symbol that says that, but everything else doesn't have to describe it. I'll, uh, I'll allow you to conclude on the point that the, uh, uh, the food, uh, like the, the label that you're talking about or the stamp that you have to earn, would be a step in the right direction because that would be a change to food labeling as it is now. That and is I, totally I me problem. giving. Yeah, that is totally me trying to be a compromise on you as well, Mark. That's not me. That's not me just sticking to my guns as well. Uh, and, and my problem is with food labeling as it stands at the moment. Okay. I think with that in mind, we have just cracked the food labeling crisis. Well, not necessarily, but uh, we've made the a start. food labeling we've crisis. <laughs> we've made it. We've made a decent start. There we go. Not bad for an hour, right? Not bad at all. Okay. Was there anything else you wanted to throw out there? Uh, there wasn't. No, I feel like uh, I feel like that went well. I like that. That was good. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, likewise, I have nothing else to add. So with that, you've been listening to Making a Mark. I'm Mark. And I'm Mark. See you again next week.